I'm going to talk about how to give a reprimand to a child. It's not possible to either raise a child or teach children without having to give reprimands. You just can't do it. And this is one area where um, inexperienced teachers who don't have a lot of experience with children have problems. How do you give a reprimand properly? When kids do something wrong, they need adults to tell them so clearly and firmly. Uh, this is how we develop our conscience. When a kid has done something wrong, he should feel guilty. Again, that's how we develop a healthy conscience. So don't worry about making kids feel guilty when they've done something wrong. You just don't want to make them feel guilty when they've just done something like have normal natural feelings. Now the right time for a reprimand. You give a reprimand under certain circumstances. Every word is important here. You give a reprimand when it's really clear that a child has willfully violated a rule. He meant to violate that rule or that procedure or that standard and he clearly knows and understands the rule, procedure, or standard. So this is when you give a reprimand. You have to be careful not to assume that the child just ought to know a rule or standard or of behavior. Uh, it seems obvious to you. You're from a middle-class background. Certain things happen in your home and life that you take for granted. Don't take it for granted that every child knows a rule or standard. You have to make sure the kid really does know it. Now, some things not to do. First one is not to yell. Now, I've talked in a previous mini-lecture about teachers who yell. Um, yelling is so disruptive that the child's focus becomes your yelling and not what you're saying. Also, kids get used to yelling and they don't pay any attention to it. So do not yell. Remember, we're going to reserve yelling for emergencies. Kids about to get hurt or hurt somebody else. Don't yell. Do not talk harshly. Same sort of thing we've talked about previously. A real nasty tone in your voice. Firm, firm voice is okay. But you don't need to be nasty. You're just going to give a reprimand. Do not let your voice get loud or shrill. This is a problem most often for women. Uh, when women are under some sort of uh, stress or tension, our voices often tend to get real high, real squeaky or shrill. So be careful that you keep the tone of your voice down. You don't let the pitch rise and you don't get it, let it get real sharp. You might want to work on that, particularly young women. Do not nag, go on and on and on and on, or not let the kid get a word in. Um, oftentimes when adults are trying to deal with the child's behavior, they just go, nee, 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 nee. Don't do that. Don't nag. Uh, our reprimands are going to be short, sweet, and to the point. So no nagging, no going on and on. Do not shake a finger, put your hands on your hips, or do similar dumb adult gestures. Uh, frequently when adults are giving children some kind of reprimand, they'll get right in their face, way too close, uh, shake that finger at them right in their face, uh, other dumb posturing. 
So no dumb adult gestures. Don't get in the kid's face. Don't preach or say dumb adult stuff. Now here's some examples of dumb adult stuff. When I was your age, if I had done that, my mother would have nee 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 nee. If I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. How many times have I had to whatever? Young lady, do you hear me? My favorite one, what were you thinking? Well, the kid has just done something really stupid. Most likely he wasn't thinking at all. So don't ask, what were you thinking? Um, look at me when I'm talking to you. Forget all that stuff. Forget all that, those dumb things adults say. And um, most people can probably add to this list things your parents and your teachers said to you. Skip the dumb adult stuff. Don't force a phony apology or phony restitution. Now, particularly people who work with young children, um, do a routine where they require children to apologize, to say they're sorry. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. What I'm suggesting is that you not force a phony apology. If you ask a child, are you sorry you hit Robert? and the kid says, uh-huh, then encourage the child to go apologize. If the kid says, uh-uh, no, you, you have some work to do before you get around to the apology. So what I'm suggesting here is don't make kids lie. Don't force a phony apology. Apology should be genuine, okay? Do not accept excuses or blaming. Uh, many kids from very early on, two years older or, or even younger, will start giving you excuses or blaming. Now here's some excuses. He did it. I didn't mean to see, I needed to see my cousin, so that's why I was, you know, like not in the right place at the right time. Uh, why are you always picking on me, which is a, a real strong effort to uh, change the subject. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, what you did wrong. We weren't doing nothing. This is a ritual denial, and I'll talk in a later lecture about this one. You saw the two girls talking, and when you go to give a reprimand, they deny it. It can push your buttons. It can send you through the ceiling really quickly, but you're not going to let that happen. Uh, I didn't do it, just plain old denial. And you didn't make him do that, again, trying to change the subject. Kids will give you all kinds of excuses, and they'll blame others and just try to derail you. You don't fall for it, okay? No excuses, no blaming. Do not dwell on irrelevancies. You're not going to let the kid get you off the subject, and you're not going to get off the subject. Don't dwell on irrelevant stuff such as a child's past attitude. You have the worst attitude in the world. I just don't know what's going to become to you. Da -da 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 -da. None of that. Um, past problems. Deal with what you're giving the reprimand about at that moment, and don't dredge up past problems. Don't dredge up what the kid did yesterday and the day before. Don't behavior of siblings. You're just like your brother, okay? Or, your sister never did stuff like this, so don't deal with stuff that's irrelevant. Do not beg, plead, whine, or coax. 
adults often use child misbehavior as an opportunity to exhibit their own frustration, victimhood, and uh, passive-aggressive behavior. Here's some begging and pleading. Please, just once, couldn't you be good? Just for today, please, please, please. I don't know why you have to do all this time. Why did they put you in my class? Why me? Come on, be a good boy, huh? Why you always have to? Nah, 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 nah. And then there's always, uh, for your own child, you're just like your father. No begging, whining, pleading. No teacher or adult victimhood. Stay out of it. None of that. Do not argue, particularly uh, kids who are verbal, verbally uh, competent, been taught that they can get what they want by arguing. Don't argue, okay? Don't let the kid argue. Now, I always ask people, who starts an argument? The first person who speaks or the second person? It's the second person. So when a kid starts to argue with you, don't argue back. It's you that's going to get that argument started. So don't argue. And we'll talk a little bit later about what you do instead of arguing. Do not withdraw. If a kid's done something wrong and needs a reprimand, and you go to give a reprimand, you commit yourself. You cannot withdraw without getting compliance or some type of acknowledgement from the kid unless it's clear that you need to back off and follow up later. Now notice there's the follow up later. Sometimes you need to back off or postpone and follow up later. You must follow up though. Uh, an example would be if kid does something wrong and you go to give a reprimand, the bell rings and the, kids, the kid gets up and bolts out of your room. Well, you can't really follow him because you've got another class coming in and you need to dismiss the students you've got. You back off, but you follow up later in your own time. So that's an example when you need to back up, back off, follow up later. Now, those are some things you don't do. Now we're going to look at what things you should do when you go to give a reprimand. First of all, show no emotion. If you remember earlier, we talked about things like don't argue with a kid, don't yell, don't speak harshly. It is best to show no emotion. We've talked previously about either showing no anger or controlled anger. The best for dealing with child misbehavior is no emotion, neutral. We are not amused, which is a saying from, I believe, Queen Victoria, very, very imperial. We are not amused. No emotion. We are not amused. All right? And use the board look. And I recommend strongly that teachers and uh, parents develop a really good board look. It's extremely effective for dealing with child misbehavior. What happens is that when kids misbehave, they often want a negative or angry response from the adults. So what you want to do is avoid reinforcing the negative behavior. 
you want to give them a totally blank, totally bored look with no expression. If you get this into your mind, kids generally want some kind of reaction from you. Shock, horror, surprise, anger, fear, weeping, whatever. They generally are not misbehaving to bore you. So that bored response, that no emotion response, is the, the relatively most non-reinforcing response you can get. So, and here for fun, you know, I tell people you can do the bored look with your eyebrows up or your eyebrows down, okay, but develop a good bored look. And when kids are misbehaving, you are bored. It is how boring. So develop a good bored look. Now here is the appropriate bored look for a teacher whose, whose student is misbehaving. All right, this is what you want to project. Ho-hum, you are so boring. Okay, good bored look. You need to get the child's full attention. Uh, sometimes you have to take the child aside. Uh, in a classroom, you may have to go to the ch child's seat. Uh, kneel down beside him, stoop down beside him and talk into his ear. Uh, you may need to come around front and get eye contact, but you get the child's full attention. State what the child is doing and what he or she is supposed to be doing. Now that's a full reprimand. Sometimes under the circumstances, all you have time to do is tell the negative. Stop doing this now. Or maybe in a classroom you want to be minimum, as minimally disruptive as possible. So all you're going to do is look at the kid and your reprimand is going to be uh, that bored look and shaking your head. But under the circumstances where you can do this, a full reprimand, you t say what the child is doing and what he or she is supposed to be doing. Now, in your rationale, when you give the kid an explanation or a reason for what you're telling him, these are the things you should stress. Order, learning, safety, respect for other people, following the rules, classroom expectations, your expectations, something of that sort. Uh, when you're telling a child not to run you in the halls, you would give some explanation having to do with safety. Um, many kids, believe it or not, a really effective rationale is it's against the rules or you know that's against the rules. So these are your rationales when you deal with child behavior and give a reprimand. You speak in a firm, clear, no-nonsense voice, but not a loud voice. Firm, clear, no-nonsense, and we've talked previously about developing a good, firm teacher voice or parent voice. Uh, not loud, but it can stop a kid in his or her tracks. Um, by the way, backing up a little bit, when you use rationales such as uh, order, respect for others, learning, safety. 
Some things you don't use are preachy topics. For example, if a young woman has come to school, uh, to middle school, uh, dressed completely inappropriate, she doesn't have very many clothes on, you don't need to give her a sermon about how she's not showing respect for herself as a young woman and she's projecting an image that will uh, make people think certain negative thoughts about I mean, you just don't need to get into the preachy stuff. By the way, it's true. That's not the point. You deal with the fact that she has not complied with the school dress code, which she knows, and you follow through with your standard penalty. Perhaps in your school uh, she is to be sent to the assistant principal who will call her parents to bring her appropriate clothing or send her home, whatever. You deal with the rules, not with the values and the preachy stuff. There may be a time later when it's appropriate to deal with some of those values, but for dealing with a 13, 14-year-old girl, save your breath, don't give her that, deal with the rules. After you give the kid the reprimand in your clear, firm, no-nonsense-but-not-loud voice, wait. Look for some kind of acknowledge or compliance. The child either does what you say or acknowledges that he has heard you. And sometimes it's very subtle. It may just be, you know, kind of this. Okay, okay kid just kind of shrugs his shoulder and nods his head a little bit. Once you get the compliance, look for continued compliance and re reinforce it. The next two minutes, the kid is behaving right. Say, you know, give the smile, pat on the shoulder, say way to go, whatever is appropriate to the situation. You look for that continued compliance and you reinforce it. You can just say, thank you. Okay, uh, you now know how to give a reprimand properly, and we'll move on to the next lecture.